Hey everybody, it is the Hall of Fame episode number 51 of the West Coast Preps Podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined here by Gregory Morlantoon. A lot of athletes have worn the number 51. I guess the moral of the story is, if you want to be in the Hall of Fame, wear number 51. We are from Livermore, so of course we got to make it the Randy Johnson edition. The Mendenhall Middle School graduate, I guess you could still graduate 8th grade. Yeah. They have the Promotion. ceremony. Promotion. Promotion. Promotion, yep. And then he was a Livermore High School graduate there. You know what's crazy, though? He's the third best person to come out of Livermore. Number one, obviously, being me. And number two, I guess I'll give it to you, Chris. Hey, I'll take that. Yeah. I'm ahead of Randy Johnson, so why am I complaining? Yeah, I mean, hey. But if Randy Johnson ever wants to come on the podcast, he's more than welcome, and then I'll make him number one. Because you're not number one unless you're on the West Coast Preps podcast. That's true, you're not. I mean, that's that's only a fact at this mm-hmm. point, right? But Randy Johnson, number 51. Not the only great number 51, though. We've got Ichiro Boban. Boban, Boban Marjanovic. My second favorite basketball player, I think. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorites, too. Really goofy. Can't go wrong with Boban. Uh, Everyone loves Boban. You ever read that story about him? I forgot who it was, but they talked about like his fear of flying in there, how funny this guy is. He had this, he has this, like, this deathly fear of flying, so when they're flying, and he starts feeling them like going at a certain speed, he asks like the flight attendants, is it okay, is it okay, how fast are we going, oh, how's everything going, all this, just a that million different questions. I love how he has like such close uh, friendships with what Tobias Harris and now the Luca friendship. He's just, he's a lovable guy. How do you not love Boban, right? Lovable Boban. That, you know, guy, that guy deserves the world. Oh yeah, he does. You know, if Boban you want to, for president. If you want to change the culture of your franchise, just add Boban. Yeah. Even if you're not going to get 20 and 10 every night, culture changer right nah, there. You guys will have fun. You might not. He's not going to win you games, but you'll have fun. You know, when the Warriors had that KD Draymond beef, and their chemistry was kind of messed up for a while. Boban could have been the savior there. He could have used them. He could have been. But you know what? Draymond was in the right during that fight. He was. He was. No. I've mentioned this many, many. Why times. was he? Tell the audience why. Because KD. Clearly was not wanting to be there. He had an attitude issue all year, and Draymond just said what everyone in the entire world was thinking. And he should not have been suspended, and that ruined the team. Suspending Draymond and not Kevin Durant ruined the team. So is that your biggest gripe with Bob Myers throughout his time? That is actually my biggest gripe with Bob Myers. Because there was no reason for KD to not be suspended. All they were trying to do is, oh, we don't want to get make KD mad. Don't make KD mad. He's going to leave if we make him mad. No. Bleep that. He should have been suspended. Wow. Okay. I, I don't know if I would have gone suspension there, but I think Draymond could have handled that better. Why should Draymond get suspended and not KD? They were both part of it. Uh, I don't think either one should have been suspended. I wouldn't have done a suspension. Okay, that's fair. I just think Draymond could have handled it better. Probably wasn't the time. I, I love to what do it. Draymond did. Maybe it wasn't the time. The time or the place to do it. That was not. You know what it. was funny though is that's like the one trip Steph missed, and it's like Steph misses one trip, and this is what happens. Yeah, yeah. you really need Steph if you want to see his value <laughs> in the world and just, for the Warriors organization. It was right then and there. Just look at the locker room. He makes that locker room go. I mean, the, like what the heck was it? Boogie was peacemaker during that whole thing. If Boogie's your peacemaker, you got issues. DeMarcus Cousins is not a peacemaker. But he was then. I remember that vividly. He was the peacemaker. Uh, I remember I didn't even watch that game, and then I heard, you know, we have our group chat with, you know, all sports, and it went crazy. I was like, oh, boy, season's over. We should have traded KD right then and there. For? For, like, 20 first-round picks. 
I mean, if, pa- if Paul George got like what ten? Yeah, Paul George got a lot. He doesn't perform in the playoffs at all. Playoff KD, P. KD performs in the playoffs. Very KD's well. all right. He's okay. He's okay. He doesn't deserve any Finals MVPs though. Oh my goodness, this is ridiculous. I would have given. Both it's very finals. true. I would have given both Finals MVPs to Kevin Durant. He didn't deserve at least one of them. Steph deserved one. At least. It was because Steph had that bad game three. That's what it was. Yeah, and then he that hit the big shot him. in game three. KD hit the, the big shot game. in game three. He's the one that came up there from the same spot as the year before, just two feet And then look at the further. shot before that. It was Steph that hit the big shot. Yeah, and then KD hit that little dagger there to end it. So they both hit daggers. Oh, no. No, but KD had the big game there. KD was consistently great that whole series. Steph, besides game three, was Steph, Steph, besides game three, was the best player. But KD had four great games. Steph only had three. Steph was the best player for three games. KD was the best player for one game. That's 75% Steph. You know what it is, though, too? Some of it's that whole knock that Steph doesn't perform on the big stage. So people see one so-so game from him, and automatically they just go back to the thoughts of he's not a playoff performer. Yeah, so at the same I time, I'm this, sure that contributed to it, too. I saw this thing, too. Shooters have bad games in the playoffs because some you're not going to be on every night, but they always have big games, right? When they get hot, they're hot. But when they're cold, they're cold. So if you go look at Dirk and Kobe and some of these best shooters, there's always a you know eight for nineteen shooting nights where they're just off and don't have great nights. But the rest of the games, they're amazing, and that's what Steph does. You see it every finals. He has one game where he just doesn't find it. Yeah, exactly. That happens every year. But it's weird why people say that Steph's not a playoff performer. Never really understood. People that. don't actually want to listen. And look at what's happening. They just want to listen to Stephen A. and Max Kellerman and yeah, all it's, these it's Skip people Bayless. Just, it's just people because people want to go onto those weird debate kind of things where there's really no logic involved and it's just feeling hot takes after hot take. It's like no me actual. with the Patrick Mahomes is luckiest NFL player. He's not. I mean, let's be real here. He's been on the league for like what four years. Yeah, he can't be the luckiest player in the NFL. But clickbait. That's the reason. <clears throat> so Steph Curry is the greatest player of all time. More clickbait. He's up there. I mean, I he's will top say he's five. up there. Yeah, he's, he's top five. There. Yeah. Not many people have changed the game. Better than MJ, though. No. Okay. I can't go with that. He's not better than MJ. Better than LeBron. He's not better than LeBron, either. Better than Kobe? No. Better than Magic? Now, that's where it gets dicey. I think by the end, he will be better than Magic, yeah. I'm surprised you don't say he's better than Kobe, though. I don't know yet. I love Kobe. And obviously, our rest in peace, Kobe. That was only a few days ago. Is a one year anniversary, but I don't know. He's up there. Kobe, yeah, he is. Kobe he only is. won what one MVP, which is tragic. I don't understand how that happened. Yeah, that was a little weird. How do you, how does Kobe only win one MVP? Yeah, that that is a weird stat. Yeah. But he does have five finals though, so I'll give him that. I think I think Kobe steps a little closer than than what we think. Yeah, you do have a good point there. I still think Kobe's better. But, I mean, yeah. it's not as big of a gap as one might think. Yeah, but, I mean, one. Steph still has probably, with his shooting ability, he can probably play till 38, 39. Yeah, he probably and will, just too. turn into that Ray Allen, kind of what Ray Allen turned into yeah. at the end, just kind of sit in the corner and shoot. You know, he's not going to be able to have the playmaking abilities like last night when he had a, you know, cross between the legs, behind the back, step back, three-pointer. He's not going to be able to do that when he's 39. Yeah, so Steph will be more the guy in the corner that hits those big shots while Jalen Green... And James Wiseman carry the Warriors to the promised land. I don't. Do you think they're getting Jalen Green? Oh, I guess we get the T Wolves pick. You're right. My bad. Hey, I'd want Jalen Green. 
Sure, why not? I'm just biased because I saw him play in high school once. Yeah. And I saw him go crazy with 30 points in one half. So, yeah. How about that? 30 points, that's it. That's pretty good. I'd do that in 2K easily. Come on. It's not that hard. You know, there's a difference between 2K and real life. <laughs> no. There is a massive difference. I mean, I could do it in real life, too. I just, you know, the gyms are closed, so I don't have the opportunity to do it right now. No, Greg, you wouldn't have the opportunity to do it because nobody passes at the gyms. Ever. You never. It's, it's always the same people bricking shot after bricking <laughs> shot. An air ball. Three straight air balls. Now this guy's got to take a 35-footer again. Oh, it's just not my day. Just not my day. No, no, man. You can't shoot. Or they just drive. There's like four people hanging all over him. He's like, oh, that's a foul when no one even touched him. He just bricked it. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like you hit one shot, but nobody passes it to you again. Although, Chris, I've seen you play basketball. Have you ever hit a shot? Yeah, Let's be I, real here. I hit shots. I just don't hit as many as you. That's All the difference. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, do, I do hit shots. You've seen me hit shots. True. True. I've seen you hit a I'm, couple. I'm a shooter. Remember when I scored, what, the 52 points and Oscar scored, what, zero? zero. Oscar doesn't do anything. Basketball. <laughs> He's, you know, honestly, Oscar. You guys the worst. still owe us some Cattlemans. Oscar's the worst basketball player I've ever seen. Yeah, I'll, I'll owe Cattlemans. Connor's never going to pay up. No. I will. No. Connor, Connor doesn't pay up for anything. Connor McIntosh. Well, I'm calling him out right here, right now. You owe us Cattlemans. I'm sure you owe me for something else, too. You're never getting that from him. You're never <laughs> getting that from Connor. He's Jim Johnson. That's right. Jim Johnson, the worst closer in the history of closers. Yeah, he's definitely one of the worst closers of all time. But speaking of something that is closing this weekend for the regular season, we've got the postseason next weekend, but this weekend's the regular season finale of the Winter Circle Athletics Champions League down in Los Angeles. Indeed, it's come and gone so quickly, it feels like. I feel like we just started going down there <clears throat> not too long ago, but the regular season is coming to a close, and man, it's been quite a journey just to get to football, and now that we're at football, it's just, it's been very enjoyable, and I'm glad that we got to go down there and experience it. One more week of regular season football for this season of WCA. I know, it's kind of crazy, like you mentioned, how fast the one. It seems like just yesterday we announced we were going to start covering it from week two on. All of a sudden, the regular season finale, Greg was there last weekend, so see his photos, recaps, graphics, everything from that weekend at westcoastpreps.com. I'll be down there this weekend getting photos, videos, stories, the whole enchilada down there. going to be a lot of fun to see this regular season finale, but Greg, anything you're kind of looking for or looking forward to for this final weekend of the regular season? I want to see Jonathan Coleman go off. That dude has the power and the ability to do it, and I'm ready to see him just absolutely tear that down. I, my prediction is that he's going to be the of the week for West Coast Preps. Because I'm just, I, he just has that ability. I think they just beat him the ball this week. He deserves it. That's what I'm looking forward to. Iron sharpens iron defense. They're going to continue to dominate that defense. Probably the best defense out there between them and Cal Strength, at least. And I, but of all the teams out there, Iron Sharpens Iron might have the best defensive unit of any team, not just Northern California, but yes. every team that's competing at WCA. Indeed. And then Cal Strength and Exclusive Speed, they're both looking to bounce back. Both had pretty tough losses um, as Cal Strength suffered their first loss, 3-1. and one. I think they're going to bounce back against Platinum. They play at 545 this Saturday. All three phases of their game are incredible. OC Elite was a great team with tons of talent all over the field for that team. So no no shame in losing to that team. 
Um, I was told that their whole front line was D1. Uh, yeah, there it is. Berkeley, UW, um, and Fresno State all on the front line for OC Elite. So it was a talented team on the other side of them, but this team is just as talented. And I see them bouncing back along with exclusive speed. Um, you know, tough, tough couple losses. They've lost to both teams that are undefeated in the uh, Champions League. They're a talented team, and I see them bouncing back as well. Yes, I do too. I mean, you look at it, Cal Strength and Exclusive Speed, they're both top right? Sure, now, this Cal Strength finally got its first loss. We've seen Cal Strength go down maybe one possession early on, but what does Cal Strength always do? They always find ways to execute disciplined football. They're 3-1 to this point, one of the best teams of the WCA Champions League. You mentioned all their three phases of their game, their quarterbacks. You've got Dylan Devitt from Montevista, Jack Quigley from San Ramon Valley, the two 2022 quarterbacks in Danville. You see Montevista senior running back Gavin Cribb. He had a good game last weekend, nine carries, 36 yards, and a touchdown there. In that deep receiving core, they had as many as 10 players caught a pass in a game in week three. Unbelievable how deep that team is, especially at that receiver position. Then their defense is loaded, especially that linebacker spot is talented. You mentioned like Josh Sizing, Dylan Seeley from Clayton Valley, all these different guys on their defense. Then their special teams unit. Where in week three, they also had a blocked punt from Freedom's Tyler Lapolo that Rocco Sram from Montevista to recover. But they do so much so well. And Exclusive Speed's another tough team. Sure, they're 2-2, two and two, but you look at it, two very quality losses. It's something you'd almost look at, let's say when you're looking at March Madness, right, for a bracket, you look at, okay, here's quality losses, Tier 1, Tier 2 losses. Those would be upper Tier 1 losses right there. Long Beach grind, then OC. And then their last loss in this last game as well. They've gotten down 14 or more points twice. They've come back in both. Last week, 14 nothing. Sure, they lost 21 to 14 there in the kind of final moments there of the fourth quarter. But that previous time when they were down 21 to six, when you were there as well, they came out that crazy game. Eli Brickhandler's final possession. They went 27-21 there. They're tough. They never ever quit, and you've got to respect the heck out of that. Indeed, the coaching staff keeps them in the game. They keep them bought in. <clears throat> no matter what the score is, no matter how down they look, that 21-6 game, I mean, they gave up 21 unanswered after going down 6 nothing. Somehow, somehow, that coaching staff got them back. Um, that hearing on touchdown that we talked about, I think it was a 70-yarder, really put a spark plug in that team, like Jerrion does almost every single time he's on the football field. He puts a spark in the in the game, but... Exclusive speed, give them credit. They're they're resilient for sure, and I see them bouncing back. They're a resilient squad, and I don't see any reason why they can't come back next week and put out a good performance. Yeah, then they finish the regular season above 500 at three and two with that Cal strength already insert itself of an above 500 record there, either four and one or three and two at the end of this week. But iron sharpens iron, so we'll get more into their defense. Sure, they've allowed 29 points over the past three games. That shut out last week against Team Hustle, 20 to nothing win. They're three and one. I mentioned 29 points, but don't forget this either. 14 of those points came on pick sixes, which means this defense technically, sure, statistically, it's going to show 29 points have been allowed by Iron Sharpens Iron, right? Three weeks, but the defensive unit alone that equates to just 15 points over three games which is five points per contest in that stretch. Then eight of those points, you also look at it, if we're just doing regulation points, eight of those points came in overtime on a touchdown and two-point try. I was there in week three, and that lost to Sunset 
So and they start at the 10-yard line. Yeah, too. And they start at the 10-yard line as well there, too. So seven points in regulation over the last three games. They're insane. The, the defense has just balled out every single week we have seen them. I mean, like you said, the 14 points that came, if you take away those 14 points, it would have been another shutout for that defense. And they didn't give up any yards to that team until like the very end. Um, they kind of made a small drive towards the end. A couple penalties that kind of aided that drive as well, but the defense balls out every single week. As Laguna Creek senior defensive back took an interception of the house and the shutout of Team Hustle last week. Every single phase of that defense, too the front line, the linebackers, the defensive backs they all are extremely talented and have balled out every single game. Yes, they really have. And speaking of more people balling out, Elias Herrera from Exclusive Speed, the senior running back from Oak Grove, and Aiden Jackson for Cal Strength, the senior receiver from Archbishop Reardon out there in the city. Elias Herrera was our West Coast Preps athlete of the week, the third ever one. See why he was. Check out that story at westcoastpreps.com, our last podcast. We also highlight him too, but he's been consistently good. And don't forget, these stats are almost skewed in the wrong direction because it's a 10-minute running clock. So a lot of times, maybe you're getting a possession a quarter yeah. a lot of, in a lot of instances because this is a running clock situation. But last week, 66 all-purpose yards, 49 rushing, 17 receiving, had that game-tying 52-yard touchdown run. In the, two of the last three games, he's got 40-plus rushing yards. The dude is a spark plug. You put him in the game, he's going to do something good. He's going to make a big play for you. Um Multiple times he's had 15-plus yard rushes. Um, He just continues to get the ball, and he's just got that shiftiness and speed. Once he's in the open field, no one's catching him. You know, he's just got that sort of speed. and He doesn't look big. He doesn't look, you know, necessarily like he's going to dominate you, but it's almost like Steph Curry, the baby-faced assassin. He's going to get on that football field, and he's going to dominate Yeah, that's a very true comparison there. And Elias sure he's had great performances as a running back but also in high school at Oak Grove he's been a heck of a defensive player as well he's had a pick six last year he's 60 plus tackles he's been a huge reason in Oak Grove's success when last year they won 10 games CCS division two runner up as you mentioned in our previous podcast as well Elias Herrera he's a tank he's a great player big things are in store from him we'll see him somewhere at the next level hopefully see some more offers come his way out of this WCA Champions League soon then Aiden Jackson, the Reardon senior receiver as well. 52 receiving yards last week in the loss to OC Elite. In two straight games are 50-plus receiving yards for Cal Strength. And that deep receiving core on the running clock, he's been performing to the highest of abilities. Yeah, and he got 50 yards on some wet football field conditions as well, which makes it even more impressive. Usually when it's wet, you're going to be running the ball a lot more. But to get 50 yards with the 10-minute running clock, with the bad conditions on the football field. Aiden Jackson's been balling out the last few weeks. Like you said, 50 yards, 50 or more yards in the last two weeks. Cal Strength's air attack has been impressive, and I think that's probably the biggest strength of that team. Um, maybe you could fight with that. Maybe the defensive part is a little better, but they're all around a great team. Aiden Jackson's a big part of that. Yeah, you mentioned that all around. They've got a great defensive unit. They don't give up a lot of scores. They don't get a lot of penalties offensively a good offensive line good quarterbacks good running back great receivers up and down that roster Cal strength one of the best rosters you can really see from a travel team especially with all the great rosters there are 
at the WCA Champions League, they're one of the best, if not the best, up and down. Yeah, 100%. Um, and like you said, they're disciplined. You know, they they do everything properly. The technique is good. You don't see many pass interferences, not many holding calls from this team. Um, they did get a face mask last week, which I still don't think he grabbed his face mask. I have the video of it. I just don't see his hand going at his face mask. But, yeah, that's another debate for another day. Can't do anything about it now. However, you're right. Up and down this whole roster, it doesn't matter who they throw in there. As they rotate constantly, they're dominating. Yes, they really are. And then moving on to our last topic of the day, there's been a lot of recruiting news out of the Bay Area this past week. I know the next signing day is coming up here in a week, but the recruiting, the commitments, the offers are really pouring in for Bay Area athletes. And one commitment that we just saw in this past week was from Amador Valley out of senior athlete Josh Heverly, who committed to the University of San Diego. He did, and that was over numerous offers, including Air Force, Moorhead State, both of which are Division One programs. And that Amador Valley, he really is a standout in every which way, earning himself team honors at both receiver and DB as a junior after going 716 receiving yards, 25 tackles, and 4 interceptions. And the Don special 2019 season that featured an EBAL Valley Division title, he balled out all year for them. Yes, he did. And you mentioned the first team all-league honors on both sides of the ball. They've got a few athletes that have done that. Eric Hunter, the third last year, did the same thing was first team all league BAL on both sides of the ball. Check out his story as well at westcoastpreps.com on Eric Hunter the third. Amador Valley's got a lot of talent. There's a reason why they're rated as one of our top twenty five teams in the twenty five days of Christmas Bay Area preseason football rankings that we announced last month as well. But Josh Heverly's a great athlete. Division one bound. Good to see him really pull the trigger and go to the University of San Diego place in FCS football. But another commitment receiver Jerron Leakes, the senior out of Vacaville Christian, going to Western Oregon, a Division II program. One of the best athletes, the leaders, high-character kids that you will see around. He chose Western Oregon over a lot of offers. Georgia Knights Prep Academy, Laverne, Lawrence Tech, Pacific, UC Davis, Valley City State, and Whittier. And you look at it last year, too. He did have an injury that set him out for a few games, but even so, he's still made the most of every opportunity and gave Vacaville Christian a really incredible season when the year before they won just one game, then last year they won seven. It was a sack Joaquin section division seven semifinalist. Indeed. He really also proved himself this offseason going to showcases. He performed greatly at all these showcases. And one guy he really reminds me of for going to NFL comparison is Des Bryant. Definitely, yeah. He's he's just got the frame. I mean you look at Jerron, you watch the way he works Everything. I mean, it screams. He's going to do big things in college. Last year, Vacaville Christian, two-way standout, too. He also had the injury, so look at these numbers in that sense as well. 395 receiving yards, 40 tackles. Did a great job. I know everybody at Vacaville Christian loves this kid. It's going to be fun to see him sign up whatever intent. We will be actually at his signing day event on February the 6th, so stay tuned for his coverage from that. Everything will have from Jerome Leakes' signing day special. Then another commitment. At a Clayton Valley charter, their senior offensive lineman, Tyler Charbonneau, committed to Cal Poly. Another Cal Poly kid going from the Bay Area to the Cal Poly. Received a preferred walk-on offer from Cal Poly two weeks ago, and Charbonneau and the Ugly Eagles provided a natural postseason a year ago after they went 5-5 five and five in the regular season in the daunting EBL um, schedule and then went five straight wins in a state championship, and he was a big part of it. 
but another one from Bay Area, Dominic Childress went there earlier. He's already there at Cal Poly. Now Tyler Charbonneau is joining him at Cal Poly this uh, upcoming season. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Bay Area student-athletes really succeed at Cal Poly for football. Some of these guys we just mentioned are going to be the next in line to do big things for the Mustangs. Tyler Charbonneau, offensive lineman, going to be fun to see what he and the Ugly Eagles do this year, especially with that really punishing ground game that they've got. Amari Taylor, Rasan Woodland, Eric Christofferson going to be fun, especially with Tyler Charbonneau as one of the top offensive linemen there. And the last Bay Area commitment leading up to this podcast, Marin Catholic senior linebacker Jared Lyon committed to the College of Idaho. He also had an offer from Rocky Mountain College. And those are the commitments we've had this week in the Bay Area. And now for some offers, we've got Bellarmine's senior defensive end and outside linebacker Russell McKeever received an offer from Adolphus College, his third offer next to Linfield and Pacific. I just interviewed this kid last week. Fantastic leader, fantastic in the classroom, over a 3.5 GPA. Heck of an athlete at Bellarmine, kind of one of our sleeper teams as well. He's a sleeper athlete. He gets a season out there at Bellarmine this year. Gonna be a lot of fun to watch what he does. Then we got a Division One offer out of Benicia from junior defensive back and receiver Craig Stewart. Indeed, his third D one offer, um, Colorado State. All three of Stewart's offers hail from Mountain West schools: Colorado State, Fresno State, and San Jose State. The Benicia D- junior defensive back and receiver got some good choices so far, I would say. Yeah, Benicia's got a lot of talent there. They've got Stewart. They've got Miles Bailey, that defensive lineman. I saw him at the opening as well. He's got some Division One offers. Then from Foothill, their senior receiver and defensive back, Kijon Simpkins, offered by Pacific. His first offer on the recruiting trail. Last year, Simpkins and Foothill won six games. We're North Coast Section Division II semifinals. Foothill's had a lot of success throughout the years. Coach Sweeney had a lot of success. Now Greg Hobner. Now coming in, they semifinals in the NCS, a great accomplishment there. Then also at Liberty, their senior receiver, Biz Rifle's first offer came in from Culver Stockton. Yeah, Rifle, a freedom transfer, finished 198 receiving yards and two touchdowns for freedom as a junior. And then next we have Livermore senior tight end, Matthew Poloski. Uh, got an offer from Pacific Lutheran joining Carthage, Clark, Lake Erie, McMurray, McPherson College. Pacific, Whittier, and William Jewell. He's got a big offer list so far. He does, and his production at the high school level speaks for itself. Last year at Livermore as a junior, 45 catches for 460 yards and seven touchdowns, all EBAL. It was Livermore's best season in pretty much two decades. Their first winning record in the Max Preps era when they went 6-5, and five, and that Max Preps era dates back to 2004. They've got a heck of a senior class coming through at Livermore. Him, Sean Smith, Eli Nuttleman, all of those guys. It's going to be fun to see what Livermore accomplishes this season. And then the second Division One offer came in for Pittsburgh senior quarterback Eli Brickhandler. Indeed, this time from Presbyterian. Brickhandler also received the University of San Diego last week as he's had an impressive resume. That includes 3,002 total yards and 26 touchdowns as a junior at Rockland's Whitney High School while also being named the first-ever West Coast Preps Athlete of the Week earlier this month, just a few weeks ago. He's a big-time talent. He finally is getting these D1 offers that we all knew he would get as soon as he got on the field this senior season. Yes, we did. We had him on our radar. I know a lot of people did for a long time. Now that he's getting some film, more Division One offers are going to be coming in. Then one of his teammates as well, Pittsburgh, a kid that just moved into Pittsburgh this year, senior athlete Bryant Anthony Weekly. 
His latest offer came from Dixie State, and he has some FBS offers as well from Florida Atlantic, Fresno State, and Utah State Weekly. He played at Freedom last season, had 37 tackles and two interceptions. We all know how high Pittsburgh is in Greg's mind, what he thinks of them for this season. He's had the GMT guarantee stamp on them for a while. going to be fun to see what Brandon Anthony Weekly does with Eli Burke Canada and all that talent there up in Pittsburgh. And College the, recruiters are finally starting to notice these Pittsburgh kids and noticing how much talent is on that team. Yeah, I will say I think college recruiters have noticed Pittsburgh for a long time. True, very true. But I'm just saying, this team right now, you can see the offers are rolling in for this Pittsburgh team. As, as they should. With all the talent great kids they have there for the Pirates. Then the last offer from the Bay Area this week, St. Francis senior lineman Antonio Vaca Milolo brought in a Missouri Valley college offer. Bay Area kids bring in offers. That's what we've been here trying to help kids do is help them get exposure. It's all about them, though. They're doing this for themselves. There's so much talent in the Bay Area, and we're seeing the offers starting to roll in. We're seeing the commitments. Bay Area kids are starting to put themselves on the map, and they're very deserving for every single one of them. Yes, they really are. It's going to be fun to see what all these players continue to do throughout this offseason when the season does roll around. And for some of them also playing travel football. And speaking of travel football, and we mentioned a little bit last podcast, but Team EEJ has been launched. Tryouts are coming up soon. Stay tuned in your inbox also for our post. We posted the registration link, the press release. It's a lot more than just football with Team EEJ. A lot of academic side, advising, NCAA stuff. You're going to have speakers for this team as well every week to help you get to the next level. Help you kind of find colleges with your major as well. Profiles will be up on each of these kids at our website at westcoastpreps.com. It's going to include your statistics, highlights, all of that stuff. But not only is it going to include that and your film and the regular recruiting stuff, it's also going to have your GPA, your preferred intended major maybe you want to have in college, maybe you have a minor you want to have as well, your courses of study, maybe career ambitions you have as well. Help you match up with colleges that you really see fit for your future as well. So stay tuned for more information on that. Check out your Twitter inboxes. A lot of invites just came out in the last 24 hours. Stay tuned for more this weekend and leading up to the tryout date as well. But until then, appreciate all of you for listening on the Randy Johnson episode, also the Bobon episode. Bobon's got to be in there. Ichiro. One more thing. Randy Johnson won his 300th game with the San Francisco Giants. He's a giant great. The Giants are the greatest franchise in Major League Baseball history. And the A's are the worst franchise of all time. Yes. That Marcus Simeon hey, thing's ridiculous. don't forget, I just said GMT guarantee this is going to be one of the A's worst years in a long time. Yeah, I don't, the A's are terrible. They're awful. I told you. They're, they're literally terrible. I just want to say, Chapman to the Giants isn't a bad bad fit. If I have to watch Matt Chapman in the Giants uniform, I'm literally going to cry. He's going to look great. Will, He's going to look great in the giant orange. Black and orange. The greatest colors. If Matt ever. Chapman becomes a giant, I'm never watching TV again. Okay, that's not true. I can't. That's I can't. Not that's true. The, the A's ruin that's a lie. Don't lie to our viewers, Chris. Lying lie is bad. All of our viewers, lying is bad, and you should condemn Chris in the comment section right now. Okay, condemn me. I don't really care. Yeah. Just comment away. Just say how Chris lied to you and feel, tell him how you feel about you feel how betrayed. he lied. You feel betrayed yeah. by me. And you should. I'm sorry. He should not lie to you. I'm sorry for all the people I've impacted by this decision. But you know what? I, I can't, I'm not actually. I'm not going to apologize for that. That's my own personal take. So it makes me happy. You're, you're going to watch TV. No, I won't. I'll never you're not going to watch. You're not going to watch the Raiders. What if they're in the Super Bowl? Never mind. <laughs> the, yeah, that's, I was going to say. Gonna say did you just sear yourself? <laughs> that's never going to happen. You used to be a New York Giants fan, though. You remember that? 
Remember when you flip flopped, and then the Whataburger In and Out flip flop? You're a flip flopper. Chris Jackson is what a, a flip flopper. Put that in the comment what section too. Call Chris than, Jackson. Whataburger is way better than In and Out. It's not even a question. This is this is absurd, and I think you need to end this podcast. Because I'm going to send out a tweet right now, and I'm going to at you, Chris, because you're a flip flopper. I'm a flip flopper. Yes, you okay. are a flip flopper. And I can't take it anymore, so go ahead. <laughs> Greg can't take it. Greg's having a breakdown offset. It's not it's okay, Greg. It's just, don't cry. Yeah, I'm not going to cry. It's fine. You're, just, you're a flip-flopper, and I don't like it. And I think I'm going to start the condemning of Chris Jackson on social media. I'm going to cancel Chris Jackson because he's a flip-flopper. <laughs> you're going to cancel me? That's terrible. Yep. Oh, that's nice. Th- thanks a lot for that, Greg. I really feel great about myself now after that. That'll wrap it up for... You should probably check uh, Twitter. Like right now, I will check Twitter right now. What could have possibly been said about me? Let's read this. I have an announcement. Chris Jackson is a flip flopper. I don't see anything. Well, I sent it one. I have an announcement at. Dude, that's not even my Twitter handle. You said at Chris (laughs) Jackson. You really just messed that up. Wow. Screenshot. Screenshotting that. Deleted. Screenshotting that. I screenshotted it. (laughs) I screenshotted it. It's saved. <laughs> at Chris Jackson, that's what you did. Let's see who this guy is. At Chris Jackson, it's been he's an ICT and digital marketing professional in Leicester, England. Maybe he's a flip flopper too. You know what? I was only typing one. This hand guy loves. And... This guy says he loves golf in his bio. So yeah, he probably is a flip flopper. Hey, don't. Brandon Yucker disc golf the other day too. I don't like it. This golf hatred needs to stop. It won't stop. Golf is Can't amazing. Stop, sport. Won't stop. The most exciting. Play in sports is the putt. The, see, wait, wait. Did you, you see, say the most exciting play in sports? You, That's the most exciting play in sports. Did you see Tiger Woods in 2008 U.S. Open? Did you see that putt? Was that not exciting? That was. That's not the most exciting thing ever, though. I don't know. That was pretty pretty exciting. Buzzer beaters are more exciting to me than that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, know about that. Uh, you know, an overtime win in the Stanley Cup playoffs, like the Sharks game seven there. It's Vegas. Yeah, it's more exciting. I mean, that was exciting. Putt. I think the Tiger Woods putt in 08 was more exciting. No, it wasn't. It's one of the greatest sport moments in the history of sport moments. Without a doubt. You can't even deny that. That's one of the greatest moments ever. I don't even think of it as being up there, honestly. How do you not think of that as being up there? It's golf ain't exciting. How about the putt Tiger made to win the Masters in 2019? That was exciting. I cried. You, you cried? Yes, I cried. I was crying. I was bawling my eyes out. That was that was one of the greatest moments in sports history, without a doubt, without a doubt. You can't even deny that one. End the podcast. Yeah, that that, that was I'm pretty that was pretty cool to see him walking up to that 18th green. I will say that. I'm done talking to you. End the podcast. You want me to end the podcast? Yep. Yeah, Greg can't tweet properly. He doesn't even know my own Twitter handle. So Greg has officially been canceled as well. Both of us have been canceled. It looks like today, but you know what? Who cares? That's the way life goes sometimes. That wraps up for the 51st episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. Follow us on social media at West Coast Preps underscore. Subscribe to our YouTube page and follow all of our work at westcoastpreps.com. Because I'm gone. So long. I'm gone. So long.